The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Question Have you thought about retiring? Maybe you are retiring. Maybe you have. What does the workforce look like in Canada in the years to come? A gerontology researcher at the University of Alberta says if we don't find a way to keep people working longer, we're going to be faced with shortages of skilled workers in this country. Dr. Donna Wilson says early retirement isn't always as happy as people think it is. Dr. Wilson joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. You have said a lot of people are at the top of their game when they retire. They have a good job. They are good at it. Why do we have this belief that that retirement is going to be wonderful? And I think for some people it is. Other people, we know it is not. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I think it's kind of been drilled into us for years. You know, Freedom 55, you know, that, oh, isn't it wonderful? Mm. You know, you're away from that boss and... You know, co-workers and, you know, having to get up early, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's this, it, it's called the fantasy of retirement, actually, that we think it's just going to be wonderful from day one onward. And actually a lot of, well, about a third of people actually go back to work after they retire. Um, sometimes in this, you know, similar work, but often something a little bit different. But, um, you know, really a lot of us is tied up in our work. You know, when somebody says, hi, how are you? What do you do? And you say, well, I'm a nurse or I'm a pilot or I'm a, you know, a farmer or a rancher. Well, what do you, you know, I'm saying that you're retired sometimes brings about some real ageism. Oh, you're an old person. Mm. So Let's there's a talk lot tied up. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, 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 that's okay. You're you're right. There's a lot tied up in it, and you've studied this, so I I can't wait to find out more. But, you know, there's a lot of of factors that that go into play when it comes to retirement. I know, you know, you think personally, okay, I'm I'm coming up to 50 years old. I start to think about maybe when, what, you know, how many more years do I have to work, that sort of thing. You look at finances, you look at your health, maybe you look at your family situation. So there are a lot of reasons why people decide to retire, but you touched on ageism and and that factor. What role does, does that play in it? Actually quite a big factor. Um, they say ageism is probably the most unrecognized um, prejudice that people have about, old, you know, about other people, but also it's internalized. You know, you start to believe, gee, by the time I'm 60, um, I won't be able to do this job. By the time I'm 65, I'll be old and sick. And the reality is, is that most of us are going to be living to 90. So if you retire at 64, which is the median age now, that's a lot of years where you are going to be in actually very good health. Um, in fact, you may be great health kind of right through um, to the end. But think about, you know, um, how often in work do we see somebody um, that's maybe a little bit old and you say, oh, when are you going to retire? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. um, when... You know, and, and as somebody now who's in the, myself in the 60s, I get some people saying, well, you should retire and let young people get your job. And the reality is, is that um, we've got an aging population. We don't have a lot of young people that could take my job. 
And we've relied on immigration. Um, the federal government hopes to get a million new immigrants every three years. We can't, we can't get those because Europe mm-hmm. is short young people. Asia is short young people. Australia, every country in the world now is starting to um, run into shortages of young people. So if we don't start keeping our middle-aged and older people working, you know, we're not going to have enough pilots. We're not going to have enough surgeons. We're not going to have enough nurses. And in Europe, they already have um, big issues. And this is why they're raising their retirement age. And they're doing a lot to keep people happy at work and staying at work. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, you know, there's so much there, and I, I'm still stuck on the fact that you're right. When when we see someone who is older, past typical retirement age, you're right. So many people go, why haven't you retired? Don't you, whatever, or, you know, maybe you should, you know, make way for the younger generation, whatever it is. But people get really stuck on that, like that, it's almost like a drop, I don't want to use drop, drop dead, but it's almost like a drop dead timeline that 65 apparently done you're you're no good for the working world anymore and and i don't think that's fair yeah the the reality is is that um you know you could be 50 and be very unhealthy because of cancer you know number one issue in canada but you could be 65 and in peak health i mean age really by and large doesn't mean that much anymore in fact i'd love to see you know age never being put on a job application um because age is often used as a way of not promoting people or not hiring people and actually in the states they've got an age-friendly business movement where you where you can be a business and you can apply and get this certificate saying you're age-friendly and that means you really try and attract older workers because these are smart hard-working people um you know really who tend to really know their profession or their you know their skill very well um and also to retain those in canada age-friendly businesses um that what we mean here is that you know we want to sell dentures and hearing aids to old people because they've got money (laughs) i mean we are really behind in canada what's happening around the world and again, we've been lucky that young people want to move to Canada, but yeah. in COVID, they're not going to be able to come. And yeah, Dr. Wilson, I love your bluntness on this. I do. <laughs> yeah. what, what's, I think, pretty important to know is there's about 20, pe- 20 million people who work in Canada, and 4 million of those are 55 and over. Mm-hmm. Now, can you imagine if all of those kind of liked actually having some time off with COVID and didn't <laughs> come back? You know, what well, would that do to your business? What would that do to our economy? I mean, 20% of the people just going away, it wouldn't work. I- and, and that's and and that's the thing when you look at um, you know the, this aging population the the, boom, the baby boomers coming up into to sixty into the sixties into sixty fives into seventy there's so many things that have to be looked at uh, when it comes you know on just so many different levels you talk about the workforce for one but you also look at you know um, housing you look at, uh, at 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 the medical system there's there's a lot of things that need to be looked at with this aging demographic. And, you know, the workforce is certainly one big thing. You've said that we're in a massive societal shift where people are choosing to work longer, needing to work longer, and it's largely being ignored by all the Canadian governments and industry as well. So what needs to be done? 
Well, first of all, the fact that we're talking on, <laughs> you know, talking about this publicly, um, you know, because this has just been overlooked for years and years and years. So getting it out in the open of saying, hey, have you realized that in your business or your company or your industry, if you lost half your workers, because um, this is what some of these, you know, industries are looking at, if you lost half of your uh, workers in the next um, five to ten years, could you survive? Mm-hmm. Um, so some of it is just raising awareness, but I think every company needs to sit down and look at the age of their workers and look at um, what can we personally do to keep um, keep Mary and Joe and Susie and Fred working (laughs) and come up with an individual plan because sometimes you do have to say okay um, I know your husband is ill or your wife is ill and I know you're spending a lot of time looking after them Um, do you want to drop down to half time or work half days or is that 12 hour shift impossible for you now so really, organizations need to look at, you know, what they can do to keep, you know, really productive people who, by the way, oftentimes need to keep working. Um, there's been a huge increase in the age at retirement. Every year I looked at it, it has gone up a year. Right now it's wow. 64. I mean, fascinating shift. More and more people are working longer, and they need to work. Some of them didn't get the kids out of the house until they were 65, and they have no retirement savings yet. They went to school for 10 years, and career interruptions, they need to work. But also many people do want to work if you feel you're valued, if you're not feeling like you're being pushed out and... um, you know, and that people recognize that, in fact, you're an asset to the company. You're not a drag because you're old. What, what kind of programs do you think could be put in place in in workplaces to 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 keep um, older workers employed longer and, and make it a better situation for the employee and the employer? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of suggestions, actually, in the research that I looked at. There are lots and lots of suggestions. None of this has been tested. But one of the big things that they thought was important was having um, managers and workers to be trained to stop the ageist jokes, you know, um, um, start treating people well regardless of of, um, their age. So some real training around what is ageism and that it's it's not welcome here any longer. But also to have occupational health, um, looking at how do we keep people healthy at work. And if somebody has been away because, um, you know, they had cancer treatment or they had a baby, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or even if they have a grandchild, how can we keep that those workers working because there tends to be times when people really do quit work a lot and and typically it's if you've had cancer successful treatment but you decide you know my time might be short i'm quitting work now yeah um so lots of things can be done but and it's probably some companies are doing this or some good bosses out there are doing it but by and large nobody's really doing much of anything right now 
Well, and there has been, I think there's some concerns around, you know, some of the pension stipulations and, and RSPs and that sort of stuff. Financially, it can be pretty difficult for people to keep working a longer age as well. Some people have to, but, you know, accessing money, depending on where you've put it away, can, can cause some real grief. Absolutely, yeah. One of the big reasons I found why uh, people retire early is if they hit the, you know, the, the 85 formula. Age plus yeah. years of service, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and yet, on the other hand, there's lots of people who don't have a private pension, and they would come back to work or they would change and work in a company if they could pay into a pension. And they would work quite a number of years if they could um, at the idea that when they did retire um, that they could get a pension. But financial ability um, is a big factor. If you can retire and your finances are okay, um, and if the wife or spouse has also quit work, um, you're probably going... You're going to probably need to have a little chat with your boss because one of the big suggestions was if the (laughs) boss sat down and said, you know, don't think about retiring. Stay on. We really value you. Um, You know, um, even if you work two or three more years, we would just love it. Bringing that out in the open um, was one of the major suggestions because, you know, we just you know just kind of assume people are going to quit working you know when they hit you know 60 yeah 65 whatever so bring it out in the open and talk is there before i let you go is there any country that's doing a, a good job at this that our country could learn for from or should be looking towards to maybe take some tips from okay well i Europe in particular is terrific, um, and actually this all, um, this study that I, I did and the series of, of reviews and what have you came about because Ireland recognized that they were having some serious um, labor shortages. They were nurses in particular, um, and England as well too, and they have done a lot to try and change um attitudes over there about you know ageism and older workers and um they've really tried to make it very attractive for people to stay at work so europe certainly is a place that we could look um the states again their age-friendly business wonderful kind of ideas around the world but basically europe because they're in oh they recognized 10 20 years ago they were they were demographically in trouble well, we're going to have to uh, continue to watch this, and someone has to sit up and take notice and start doing something about it. Or as you've uh, suggested, we could be in big trouble when it comes to the workforce in the next uh, in the next few years. Dr. Wilson, thank you for this conversation. Thank you. Take care. Dr. Donna Wilson joining us this afternoon from the University of Alberta. She is a, a gerontology researcher. What does retirement look like for you? Or even, are you thinking about it yet? Oh my gosh, sometimes I think, wow, it would be great. But I'm 49, I've got lots of years ahead that I have to work because I can't afford not to work.